It's the dictionary. Hello, word nerds. How are you doing today? My name is Spencer. Welcome to the dictionary. I am recording this on January 19th, 7.05 a.m., another cold, wintry day in Chicago. I woke up to a couple inches of new snow that I was not expecting because I forgot to look at the weather app last night. Um, let's see. If you would like to buy some merchandise for this show, go ahead and go to the Tee Public link in the show notes and buy some stuff. Stuff. Uh, if you want to contact me, you can email me at dictionarypod at gmail.com. If you have uh, if you want to make your own little theme song, 15 seconds tops, you can email it to me at that same email address. Um, let's see, if you have a joke for any word through the end of the alphabet, go ahead and email me your joke, and I'll tell your joke on the podcast when I get there. Only email, please. You can follow me on social media at DictionaryPod, also at Spejampar, S-P-E-J-A-M-P-A-R. Uh, you can call the Google Voice number, 917-727-5757. Leave a message. I will put it in a show unless you say please don't. Uh, what else? What are all the other things I got to say? Patreon, Patreon. If you want to join the Patreon, $1 a month is all you got to do to get quite early episodes. Just the earliest of episodes. Uh, is that everything? I think that's fine. Okay, let's talk about the words. The first word is equilibrate. E-Q-U-I-L-I-B-R-A-T-E. Verb from 1635, starting with transitive. To bring into or keep in equilibrium. And the synonym is balance. Equilibrium is coming up here in this episode. Uh, intransitive is to bring about or also come to, wait, oh, to bring about, come to, or be in equilibrium. Uh, th there, was, there were commas, but I thought it was a semicolon, so I thought it was the end of the idea or a colon. Uh, equilibration, equilibration, that is a noun. That would be the act of doing, the equilibrating. You did an equ equilibration. Equilibrator, with an O-R, that is a noun. Uh, the one who needs equilibrium. And then equilibratory. I think that's how you say that word. Equilibratory. That is an adjective. Wow. All these different forms of a fun word to say. Bringing into equilibrium, keeping equilibrium, uh, but going into equilibrium. Yeah, all that stuff. Okay, I need to make a sound effect. We're just gonna go. The next word is e equilibrist. Equilibrist, equilibrist, or equilibrist. Noun from 1760. One. As a rope dancer, that's an example. I, what's a rope dancer? One who performs difficult feats of balancing. And now <laughs> I need to look up rope dancer. 
there are so many different possible. There's a song called Rope Dancer. There's, I mean, there's pictures of these people doing that, those aerial silk dancing. Is that a rope dancer? Wait a minute. What's, what is this? There's also people on a tightrope. I mean, that's obviously, um, there's a lot of balance involved with tightrope. Do you dance on a tightrope? There's this rope dancing is the general art and act of performing on or with a rope. There are a variety of forms and techniques. Uh, Chinese jump rope, rope sliding, skipping, slack wire, tightrope walking, just anything with ropes. Uh, the Greeks called the rope dancers skinobates or kalobates. Hmm, okay. Something about balance. Lots of different types of things with balance. An equilibrist. Uh, uh, equilibristic. That is an adjective. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, this is, this is an interesting one. Rope dancing. Feats of balancing. Definitely tightrope. Definitely tightrope. Okay. Next is equilibrium or just equilibrium. Noun from 1608. 1A, a state of intellectual or emotional balance, and the synonym is poise, as in trying to recover his equilibrium. He had intellectual or emotional balance, and then he lost it. He just tripped over and fell, and then he lost his mental, emotional, intellectual equilibrium, and now he's trying to find it back. Find it back. He's trying to find it again. Get it back. Get back. Okay, 1B. A state of adjustment between opposing or divergent influences or elements. You are... These things are divergent against each other. They're contrasting in some way. And you're trying to adjust them to be more balanced. I think that's what that's saying. Adjustment between opposing or divergent... Yes. Okay. That's equilibrium. Two, a state of balance between opposing forces or actions that is either static or dynamic. And uh, there's a whole bunch of parentheses in this one. So the example of uh, what's static is a body acted on by forces whose resultant is zero. So there's a thing that's just there. Some things act on some forces act on that thing, but nothing happens, so it's static. A state of balance between opposing forces or actions that is either static, something that the, the forces are on the thing and the result is zero, or dynamic, as in a body acted on by forces... Nope, that's the wrong line. As in a reversible chemical reaction when the rates of reaction in both directions are equal... The rate, the rate in both directions is the same thing, so it's in equilibrium. It's in balance. That's what we got to know. So number two is the state of being in balance. And then 1B is the state of adjusting to get to that equilibrium state, I think. Okay, and then number three is the 6A definition for the word balance. Just go back and listen to that one. Um, the... Etymology, specifically, is from the Latin 
equilibris, equilibris, or equilibris, which means being in equilibrium. Uh, that is from aequi plus libra, which means weight, like the you you're weighing things. I think isn't libra in the in the um, the zodiac the one about balance? So there's weight. I could be wrong about that, but weight or balance. Yep, that's what libra means. Equilibrium, equal balance, equal weight. Ah, that's what it is. It's equal weight, so it's in balance. We're all looking for equilibrium. Sometimes we don't have it. We get it, though. Like, if you don't feel balanced, sometimes you feel real good, and sometimes you don't feel real good. Like, just a couple of days ago, I came home from work, and for whatever reason, I was just like, "Eh, I feel bleh. But then the next day, it's like, "Ah, I feel fine. I feel good. So, you know, you get you get your balance, you get your equilibrium just by living your life. It's all going to end up balanced in the end. Boom, 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 boom. Equilibrium constant. Two words, noun from 1929. This is a number that expresses the relationship between the amounts of products and reactants present at equilibrium in a reversible chemical reaction at a given temperature. Something about chemistry, science, all those fun things. A number that expresses the relationship between the amounts of products and reactants present at equilibrium in a reversible chemical reaction at a given temperature. You got a temperature, you got a chemical reaction that is reversible somehow. I don't know how that's possible. Um, And then at that point, there are reactants and products in that area trying to describe this but it's probably worse um and there's a number there's a number that 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 expresses that balance so that is the equilibrium constant how do you use this equilibrium constant um what what Oh, look, we've got some fun formulas. Um, hmm, that's not going to be helpful <laughs> in the next five seconds. Yeah, some some long, long formulas. There's micro constants. Yeah, you got to del- delve deep into the chemistry and maybe even some calculus to understand. We got, we got Greek symbols and lots of things. And yeah, uh, you know what? It's probably real simple, but not for today. Next is equimolar or equimolar. Yeah, it's spelled like the molars in your mouth. Uh, This is an adjective from 1881, number one, of or relating to an equal number of moles. Some of you are like, what are we talking about? Teeth and moles, the animals? No. As in an equimolar mixture. And this, I believe, also goes to chemistry. I think there's there's a mole number, right? What's the mole number? Uh, I think, if I, oh, not mole, mole. Yes, mole. A mole is defined as, get ready for this number, 6.022140076 times 10 to the 23rd, which means you take that decimal point and you move it 23 spaces to the right. Uh, yes, it's also, is it also Avogadro's number? I think so. 
So uh, here's a here's a picture. One mole has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen zeros, and then we have the number six zero two two one four one two nine. So six zero two two one four one two nine zero 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 zero. It's it looks like it's a six trillion six hundred and two trillion trillion something like that um you use this in the chemistry it's uh, moles defined as that number of some chemical unit be it atoms molecules ions or others i don't remember why this is an important number it seems random i don't think it is it's a thing but back to equimolar uh, we're relating to an equal number of moles so i guess on one side you got six 602 trillion trillion atoms and on the other side you got 602 trillion trillion atoms and so they are equimolar sure number two having equal molar concentration yeah that's about as far as i can dig into this um how about we put a link in the show notes for this equimolar and moles in general um avogadro's number and then also Equilibrium constant. That would be a fun one to put a link in the show notes for as well. Boom, 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 boom. All right. We are we're moving on a bit from the equal chemistry things. We are now moving into equine or equine. E-Q-U-I-N-E. Adjective from 1776 of relating to or resembling a horse or the horse family, which in the previous episode we learned is the equids. The horse family are the equids. The horses, the zebras, the asses, the donkeys, the other things that are not around anymore. And what are some other ones? Can, can I think of any other little ponies? Ponies. Um, the equine is also a noun. And equinely or equinely is an adverb. Oh, you did that uh, so equinely when you pranced and danced like a horse. Um, what what are those things called uh, with the C? The the combination of the the centaurs. There we go. Centaurs are just living their life equinely because they're like a horse. They look like a horse. They're part horse. Uh, let's see. This is from the Latin equus, which means horse, akin to the Old English eo, E-O-H, which means horse, from the Greek word hippos, which uh, I'm guessing that would be their word for horse, and how we got the word hippopotamus is fascinating. Was it like the the horse of the sea the hippos i don't i can't i have a hard time connecting hippos and horses but the greek word is hippos um also the sanskrit word asva and maybe that means horse in sanskrit doesn't say equine okay next is equine encephalitis two words Noun from 1946. It sounds like some sort of disease in a horse. This is any of three forms of encephalitis that attack chiefly equines and humans in various parts of North and South America and are caused by three toga viruses. 
Um, that's the end of the sentence. We got some parentheses, though. Examples of these toga viruses, which are viruses that go attack people wearing togas, saying toga, toga, and they just want to go to a party in a frat house in the 1960s or 70s. Um, these toga viruses, they are, there's the species Eastern Equine Encephalitis Virus. There's Venezuelan Equine Encephalitis Virus. We've got to put that word at the end. And there's also Western Equine Encephalitis Virus. And they are all of the genus Alpha Virus, the first of the viruses. Also the viruses that like to eat cats and go, I kill me. Some of you will get that joke. Okay, uh, equine encephalitis. Now, we did learn about encephalitis quite a while ago. I don't remember what it said. Uh, let's see here. Ooh, I think I got to the right page. Encephalopathy, encep encephalon, encep encephalitis. Here we go. Uh, inflammation of the brain. Oh, great. When the, br the horse's brains are inflamed... They got the equine encephalitis, and humans can get this too, too, can get this also. Too, too. Uh, yeah, that's not good. Don't like that. Mm-mm. Bum, 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 bum. The next word is equinoctial or equinoctial. E-Q-U-I-N-O-C-T-I-A-L. First form, adjective from 1545, one Relating to an equinox or to a state or the time of equal day and night. Well, that, that is what an equinox is. The equal day or night is the equinox. I don't know why there is a, there's the, the separate thing, a state, a state or the time of equal day or night that's different from the equinox. But anyway, well, that's what we're talking about. Relating to the equinox, uh, the equinox is there is the uh, the autumnal equinox that is a, like September 21st, 22nd, around there. I think it sort of adjusts as the years go on. And then there is the, um, the, the is it the vernal, vernal equinox in the spring? I think that's also March 21st or 22nd. And that's where the amount of daylight and the amount of nighttime are the same amount of time. But there's different kinds of equinoxes. It all has to do with like where the sun is in relation to the horizon and the light and all that stuff. There, anyway, it gets a little bit more complicated. But what you need to know is around March 21st and September 21st, there is an equal amount of daylight and daylight and moonlight, daylight and darkness, light and dark. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just the tr transition time from going to a lot of light to not a lot of light and vice versa. Equinoctial. Okay, number two for equinoctial is relating to the region or climate on or near the equator. And the equator, you know, they... Th the more north you are or the more south you are, you get more affected by the amount of sunlight and daylight. Like in the summer in the northern hemisphere... You have a lot more light during the day compared to nighttime. And if you go more north, it becomes more pronounced. So on the longest day of the year, if you're way up in the North Pole, the sun never sets. Vice versa on the southern side. 
But when you're in, when you're at the equator, things are a lot more equal. You get more sunlight during the summer and more darkness during the winter, but it's not nearly as exaggerated as the further north or south you go. And so, again, you know, we're talking about equal things, equinoctial, close to the equator, related to the equator, it's equinoctial. Number three, relating to the time when the sun passes an equinoctial point. Yeah, as we're talking about the equinox. There is no etymology, probably because it's coming up in some of the, one of these words coming up. Here we go. Boom, boom, boom. The second form of equinoctial is a noun from 1521, number one. It is the first definition for the word equator, which was in uh, two episodes ago. The first definition of equator is the great circle of the celestial sphere whose plane is perpendicular to the axis of the earth. And so it's, that's also just called the equinoctial. Never knew it had another name, but now we know got two names it's which one's the nickname equinoctial or equator 1521 the equator is earlier it's older so um yeah i don't know where equinoctial came in number two an equinoctial storm any storm uh this is probably i would think this is around the equator a storm at the equator would be an equinoctial uh, could also be on the equinox, and so it's doubly equinoctial storm. An equinoctial storm. Okay. Bump, bump, bump. Equinox. Equinox. I like to say equinox and not equinox. This is a noun from the 14th century. Number one, either of the two points on the celestial sphere where the celestial equator intersects the ecliptic. So this is a specific point on the Earth um, of the celestial sphere where the celestial equator intersects. Now, I need to see a picture of this uh, because I don't think I was aware. Now, like, at any point in the year, are they, not the car not, I don't want to see pictures of the car equinox. Um, let's see. There's, or, or are we talking about, well, now, let's read this one again. Either of the two points on the celestial sphere where the celestial equator intersects the ecliptic, I think actually what this is saying is the celestial sphere, I believe, is maybe the, 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 the route that the earth takes around the earth. And so there are two points uh, on that circle where the sun and the night are the same. So I'm looking at this picture over here and at March equinox is over here. And then the June solstice is over here where that's the longest day of the year. And then the September equinox is down here. That's where, the, again, the light is the same. And then the December uh, solstice is over here, which the it's the shortest day of the year, and the northern hemisphere, everything's backwards on the southern hemisphere. So it could be that, it could be that, or are these physical points on the on the sphere itself, on the planet. That one I'm not so sure about. Got to dig a little bit deeper, maybe. But we have more. We have number two, either 
of the two times each year as about March 21st and September 23rd, when the sun crosses the equator and day and night are everywhere on Earth of approximately equal length, as close as possible. There's probably like one moment during that day where it's all equal, where it, the sun is in the exact right spot. Say, ah, everything's equal here, but, you know, close enough. Within, within a second, I'm sure. It's less than a second, probably. Um, yeah. If you don't know about the sun going around the earth and everything, how that's affected and the, the, the moon and all those things, go learn about those things. It's pretty fascinating. Uh, okay, I think we just need to read the etymology for equinox now. Um, why did they name the car the equinox? What's the point of that? Is there the same amount of light and dark on this equinox car? I don't know. This is from the Middle Latin equinoxium, which is an alternative of the Latin equinoctium. Uh, which is from the equi prefix, which means the equi prefix, which means equal. Also, the word uh, prefix noct or nox, which means night. And there's more at the word night. Now, what's interesting is that it's 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 basically means equal night, but it doesn't say anything about the day. You'd think that they could got could have gotten the word day in there, equal day and night. Day and night are equal. Why Why the word night? Why not put in the word for day? Equal day. What? I don't know. This is just what they came up with all those hundreds of years ago. Bump, bump, bump. Next is equip, first form. This one is a transitive verb from 1523. One, to furnish for service or action by appropriate provisioning, as in equip an army. The army needs, you gotta, if you, if you got, maybe you're playing like a role-playing character, a video game or something, you gotta equip your character with stuff. You can't just let them roam, roam free in Final Fantasy without any sort of things. They, they, they need their things. They need their weapons. They need their shields. They need their armor. They need their magic potions. You furnish them. Furnish them for service or action. Number two, the synonyms are dress and array. Number three, to make ready. And the synonym is prepare. Instead of saying, I'm going to make dinner, I'm going to prepare dinner, I'm going to say, I'm going to equip dinner. As in, wasn't equipped to handle the pressures of the job. They were not ready. They were not prepared for the pressures that came with the job. Maybe they might be ready for some other kind of job, but not that job. Go get yourself a new job. A synonym is the word furnish. Just not literally couches. Maybe sometimes couches. Maybe we got to equip our living room with couches. But no, it's just, it's just giving a thing. Here's, I'm furnishing you with some stuff. This word is from the Anglo-French, "eschiper." I don't know how to say these French words, or these Greek words, or these Sanskrit words, or any other other words. Uh, "Eschiper" that means to load on board a ship. Specifically, that's a very specific 
definition. Also, embark or outfit or man. All of those things that word means. To load on board a ship. Number two, embark. Number three, outfit. Or number four, man. All of those things. It is of Germanic origin, akin to the old English skipion, which means equip a ship. Equip a ship. The ship needs to be equipped, so we're going to equip it. Um, and then it's also from uh, skip. This is still old English skip, which means ship. So you put the uh, put the other letters on. You you got to equip that ship. That ship is not equipped. It's not equipped. We're not ready for the pressures of the ship. We got to be equipped. Okay, enough of that nonsense. Boom, 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 boom. The second form of equip is an abbreviation for the word equipment, which is not the next word. It will be in the next episode. But here's the last word of this episode. Boom, 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 boom. Equipage. Equipage. E-Q-U-I-P-A-G-E. It looks like equipage, but it's equipage. Noun from 1573, 1A, material or articles used in equipment, and the synonym is outfit. Material or articles used in equipment. So what is your equipment? Maybe you got some bats and balls and clothes. I mean, literally, your your uniform, your outfit, what you're wearing is part of your equipment, so I guess the stuff that makes up your equipment is the equipage. Hmm. 1B, this is uh, archaic, so 1B1, a set of small articles as for table service. Small articles for table service. Uh, so I, I, when I would think of like your, the cutlery maybe would be the equipage. The equipages? The e- equipages? Um but they're small articles, small things. Yeah, cutlery is some of the smallest little thing. Maybe a tiny little teacup. I'm a tiny little teacup, short and stout. I'm also called an equipage. 1B2, this is still uh, archaic. The synonym is etui. E-T-U-I. I don't know this word. We will get to it later. Uh, 1C, the synonym is trappings. Uh, is this when you are literally hunting? You got some trappings? What other trappings? I don't know. It's your equipage. Number two is also archaic. The synonym is retinue. Number three, a horse-drawn carriage with its servants. Not, not the carriage itself and not the servants itself. All of them together are the equipage, but also Such a carriage alone. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, the carriage alone, all by itself. A horse-drawn carriage by itself can be an equipage. Um, For that one, I believe the etymology would be coming from the word horse. That only makes sense. These other ones, though, I'm not so sure. Maybe. No. Hmm. I don't know. I don't really know why this word is this word. Equipage. Figure it's probably related to equipment, but there's no etymology for equipment, and so maybe we'll never know. Uh, But yes, I do believe there is a horse connection, at least for that carriage. Ah, Okay, let's pick a word of the episode. Today we had equilibrate. Equilibrist or uh, equilibrist. Yeah, that's good. Equilibrium. Equilibrium constant. 
equimolar or equimolar, equine, equine encephalitis, equinoctial, equinoctial, equinox, equip, equip, and equipage. The, the equinoxes are a very fun time of year. I don't know why, they're just so good. Um, I think I think because I was I was interested in this, it's a fun word to say. I think I'm gonna pick uh, equilibrist as the word of the episode because it's all about it's all about feats of balance, feats of balance, balancing with a rope. I'm an equilibrist, balancing with a rope. Okay, ah, that's enough of that one. Let's now talk about another movie I watched. Were you satisfied with whatever just happened for the last half hour? I don't know. Probably not. That's fine. Um, the next movie I watched was Wonka. Wonka. We took uh, we took my mother-in-law to go see this, and um, it's it's a it's a fun kids movie. I think maybe I've gotten a little bit too old and mature. mature. Uh, for for strictly kids movies, there wasn't a ton. There wasn't as much that I felt an adult could appreciate compared to other kids movies. Um, but it was still uh, fun and enjoyable, and I very much appreciate the message of anti-capitalism. And uh, there was some other part of the message that I can't remember right now because it's been a number of days since I watched it. But um, yeah, it's a fun it's a fun kids movie. And it's very well done, very well made. Uh, the CGI has really, you know, they've really done a good job. Where can we go from here? We can't go anywhere. Let's just stop. Okay, that's the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening and watching. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye. Goodbye.